0: Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's the Financial Meltdown Crisis podcast. Oh god, the world's going to shit. All oh, the banks are failing. Ah, uh, oh god, nobody's got to mo- Where's my money? I put my I put my money under the mattress. It's on fire. My house is on fire. Where's my insurance? God damn it. Uh, how's it going everybody? Uh Uh, yeah, I just want to make this podcast, you know, a couple uh couple uh, little, uh, little 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 cutie updates from yesterday. You know, a couple things I forgot about that I wanted to say, you know, maybe some new, th- I'll talk about some new things, you know, some new feelings, some new emotions, and some old things, some old feelings, some old emotions, old flings coming back into my life. You know, I thought, I thought a relationship was over, but now you're back, you you just came back into my life. You know, I was just sitting in a cafe and you happened to walk by and you saw me sitting in the cafe. And you're like, oh my God, it's you. Oh my God, don't you remember me? Remember me from 20 years ago? I'm no I'm back in your life now. Don't you remember? Let's be friends again. Even though I'm much fatter than I used to be. Let's be friends again. Um Oh, so anyway, uh Yeah, I don't know if you uh if you saw uh, President Biden's little speech there, you know, talking about how, you know, this is it's like this is what capitalism is. They don't they don't get a bailout. They get to fail all the invest they get to fail. Yeah, except uh they're not failing. They are getting bailed out. So I don't know. I don't know what exactly you were talking about there. I mean, he just kind of said the exact opposite of what's happening. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I see a lot of people online, you know, that are hardcore Democrats, communists, socialists, you know, don't have any idea about history, you know? These people are like, oh yeah, tell them, Biden. That is how capitalism works. No bailouts for the banks. They like, yeah, go, well, uh, they are getting a bailout. And, you know, he says like, "This is not going to cost the taxpayer anything." Uh, well, uh, it's it's. Uh, who do you think is going to pay for it? See, see what they're doing is uh, these people that have these bonds. You know, say you buy this bond; it's worth a hundred bucks, but now it's only worth thirty bucks. You're like, "Oh God, I lost seventy percent of my my bond. It's only worth thirty bucks now. I bought it for a hundred bucks. It's only worth thirty bucks." Well, the Federal Reserve is like, "Oh, no problem. We'll give you we'll give you a loan, and you can use that bond as collateral." And uh, we'll we'll give you the full face value, the hundred dollar face value of that bond as collateral for for your loan. So even though even though you only have thirty dollars, uh, well, you have a hundred dollars again magically. Oh, so so who's going to take the loss on that? You know, who's going to take that seventy dollar loss? Oh, well the, well, the Federal Reserve is going to take that loss. And then who pays for the losses that the Federal Reserve does? Oh, the Treasury, the Treasury Department of the United States pays for the losses that the Federal Reserve takes. And uh, who pays for the Treasury? Oh, that's right, taxpayers. So it is a direct taxpayer-funded bailout of these banks. And then the fucking president goes on the news and just lies about what exactly is happening. And everyone who's too fucking dumb to understand basic economics is like, oh, yeah, you tell about it. You tell them, we're not bailing out this. this isn't, taxpayers aren't going to, this is going to be no inflation. This money just came from nowhere. It's magic money. It's magic money, you know. Of course, I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, say this is like a Democrat or Republican thing, and if Trump was still president, he would probably say the exact same thing, because uh, both parties are owned by the central banking mafia, all right? Anyway, anyway, the uh, CPI numbers come out today. Uh, they come out in exactly nine hours, nine and a half hours from the time I'm making this podcast here, and by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, the numbers will probably be out, because I, I figure you guys aren't, I mean... I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you're just like sitting next to your computer or your listening device, you know, just like constantly hitting refresh, even though I only make podcasts like maybe once or twice a week. uh, I hope you're just sitting next to your podcast app, just constantly hitting refresh. Like, where's my next little cutie podcast? I mean, he just posted one 30 minutes ago, but I've hit refresh five times already. Why isn't there another little cutie podcast? So anyway, uh, so uh, today's, today's the big day. Today is the big day. And the reason why is because the CPI numbers are coming out, right? And uh, every time if the CPI numbers are higher than expected, you know, this makes people think that the the Federal Reserve is going to increase rates even more. So if the inflation numbers come in higher, what happens is the dollar strengthens, stocks go down, gold goes down, right? And uh, if the CPI numbers are lower than expected, you know, this makes people think that they will... They they will cut rates sooner, you know. So the dollar goes down and stocks and gold go up, right? So basically, if if the CPI if the CPI numbers are bad, everything takes a giant diarrhea dump. If the CPI numbers are good, everything goes up, right? But this time, this time, like cause what was contrary what's contrary to like normal understanding is that if you think. If you think the CPI numbers, you know, if the inflation is high, you think people would buy gold, but they're not, right? They're buying, they buy dollars instead, right? So if people have lost faith in the dollar and the inflation is higher than expected and we see gold go up today, that means it's the beginning. It's the beginning of the end. The traders, you know, the majority of traders have switched their understanding that from now on that high inflation numbers are going to mean an increase in the price of gold rather than a decrease so right this is a very this is a very important day is uh yeah yesterday yesterday that exact thing happened right gold and silver were up precious metals were up stocks were down dollar was down right and uh yeah so today's the day man today's the day we're gonna i mean the the, the next uh the next uh, 10 years of uh Economic movements are basically going to depend on the CPI numbers today and the movement in the gold price, right? So if if the CPI numbers are higher than expected and gold goes up despite those high numbers, it's the be- it's the beginning. You better buy your goddamn gold and silver, bro, because there's just been a fundamental shift that's taken 15 years for these dumb fucks to realize. You know, it should have been obvious in 2008 when they started printing money that this is what this is the end game. It's unbelievable that it took 15 years to get this far. But uh, here we are. Here we are. So uh, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. By the time you hear this, it probably already happened. So you'll probably already know the result. You'll probably already know. It's like, oh, well, the CPI numbers, whatever. How about, how about I do? And the gold, how about, how about, you know. If, if the CPI numbers are high and gold goes up today, it's the beginning again. That's all. That's, that's, my, that's my little prediction there. And I also want to talk a little bit more about Peter Peter Pian Piotr. Uh, yeah, I remember yesterday I was watching that fight. A lot of people are saying online too, you know, like he never, he never threw any knees, like he got, he got taken down 48 times or he, they tried to take him down 48 times, but he never like threw any knees or like uppercut or something, you know, the the, the Jorge Masvidal special there, you know, and uh, the, the, the cowboy, you know, remember Cowboy Cerrone? Guys, remember Cowboy Cerrone? Your UFC fans remember Cowboy Cerrone? He, uh, he sucked at wrestling, so what he got really good at was the, called the check knee, right? So when some guy tries to go take you down, you just, you just knee him in the face there, you know? And uh, that was basically his entire takedown defense plan, right? It didn't always work, but uh, he threw a lot of those check knees, you know, cowboy Cerrone, cowboy check knee Cerrone, and uh, yeah, Peter Yan, he didn't throw any. And I feel like I feel like a couple of those knees there, you know, just to just to make Marab Marab Devalishvili. make him guessing, you know, he didn't uh, he didn't do any of those. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. With Peter Pierriani, he should hang out with Donald Cerrone, learn how to do a check knee, you know, maybe do some uppercuts, you know, he, he's got that, like, Thai boxing style, you know, Henry Cejudo was going on the, uh, on the Twitter there, he was talking about how that, that Thai boxing style where you just kind of put your hands, that high guard, high guard defense leaves you open to takedowns, so, um, that was a big flaw in his fighting style and game plan, you know, anyway, uh, I'm trying to get all these, uh, back to my personal life here, you know, I'm trying to get all these, uh, these, I'm making this new little kids book, you know, trying to get it translated in all these different languages, you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, oh, you know, cause some of the languages don't have these fruits or vegetables and they don't know what these names are, and then it's just like I'm learning a lot of things about different languages. Did you know did you know that that uh, broccoli in Italian is plural? Like one broccoli is broccolo and two broccoli is broccoli, right? And that's you know, so uh, no one says one one broccolo, because that's also slang for your dick, you know? If you wanna, you know. She'd be like, if you if you meet a girl that's vegetarian and Italian, you'd be like, Oh, you want some of this you want some of my broccolo? And she's gonna be like, That's your penis. And like, no, it's filled with vitamin A. It's good for you. And vitamin C. It's healthy for it's full of fiber. It's just my broccolo. I only got the one. I'm very poor, so I couldn't I couldn't afford a whole a whole broccoli. I can only get one broccolo, you know. anyway, anyway uh so that's an interesting fact there. I'm guessing I'm guessing uh broccoli. You know, it's uh it's, uh, I, guess, I guess it's uncountable, uncountable in English, you know, but we're using the plural form. I'm guessing the word broccoli comes from Italian. I'm not positive, but uh, I'm guessing the word origin is from the is from the Italian, right? That's why we call it broccoli and not broccolo or broccoli. lick my ass, you know, anyway. Uh, let's see what else there is there. Uh, also, yeah, spinach, spinach in Romance languages like French, Italian, Spanish, spinach is uh, always uh, plural right? Because uh, you're not eating like one one leaf of spinach, you're having many spinach, right? So it's always sp- spinaci or something, you know? It's always plural, you know? In these Romance languages, you know, even though in English we just say spinach, you know? It's not countable, right? It's just like, yeah, hey, you want some spinach? In Italian, Italian, they say, hey, you want some spinaches? Because you don't want to eat just one, you want some spinaches, right? You don't just want one leaf of spinach, right? You want, you want many spinaches, right? But, uh, even though they do pluralize spinach, they don't pluralize lettuce, which doesn't, or cabbage, which didn't really make any sense to me. It's like, well, well, how come, how come you ask people if they want some spinaches, but you don't ask them if they want some cabbages or some lettuces? You just, uh, oh, God, fucking languages, yeah. So that's annoying there, you know. And then, of course, uh, you know, if you've ever studied Spanish or Espanol, as I like to say, uh, you know that there's different noun genders, right? You have, you have masculine and feminine, right? El, el pollo and la chingadera, right? And, uh, of course, that's the same. It's the same in Italian, right? There's uh, masculine and feminine. And, uh, of course, in uh, French as well, there's also uh, masculine and feminine. Of course, in German, there's masculine, feminine, neutral, right? And, of course, in these uh, other Germanic languages, right? Norwegian, Swedish, Dutch, Danish, there's also masculine and, and feminine nouns, but uh, in Norwegian and Swedish and Danish, they don't they don't use it. They don't mark the gender of the noun with the, right? So like in in Spanish, right, el la that means the, right? In German, der die das doesn't mean the, right? But uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, in Danish, Norwegian, and Swedish, they mark the gender of a noun with the indefinite article a, not the, right? So. So when you put your words in the translator, there, you know, I'm I'm putting my words in here, right, right. The apple, the orange, because I want to get I want to have it translate that the noun gender there too, you know. That worked perfectly fine for Spanish and German, and and uh, French and Italian, no problem, you know. But then you put it in there for the uh, Norwegian and Dutch, nor not Dutch, Norwegian and Danish and Swedish there, you know. And and that's not how they that's not how they mark their noun gender. They mark they mark it with the inde- indefinite article a, not the de- definite article the. Isn't that a fucking pain in the ass? Holy shit, man! This is a fucking pain in the ass. Now I gotta so now I gotta go back to the translator. You know, don't put the broccoli. Put a broccoli. You know, and I have it translate that so it puts the. Anyway, that's uh, I don't know if you guys are interested in learning Norwegian or Swedish or Danish, but uh, that's some um, that's a little insight, a little insight into those languages. It's a little insight. Into those languages, you know, you know, you know, you know what else is like weird about, um, like Swedish and, is it Swedish? Is it Danish? One of these goddamn languages, you know. If you put a, uh, you know, you're like a uh, apple, right? A uh is in front of the apple, but if you say the apple, it attaches as a suffix, right? So you say a uh, apple, and then you say apple the. That's fucking annoying, man. Who who thought who who thought of that? That's goddamn annoying. Uh then of course French there, they don't know how to count above twenty or something, you know? Like if you say eighty four, they say four twenties four. That's that's kinda weird. Or something. And I think in uh I think in Dutch and Danish too they have like they can't even say like ninety five or something, right? They'll say like ninety, half ten or something. I can't remember exactly, but like you have to use like half numbers. Instead of saying four, they say like half eight or something. I oh got I don't I don't know exactly, but it's goddamn dumb system. That's why everybody's to speak English, right? This America, goddammit. it! You're a boy. What do you do? You coming to my school? You 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 wanna you wanna? Oh, we got the ballots in 97 languages in America? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this, I thought we spoke English here in America. You know what? Anyway, thanks for listening. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow.